Welcome to Kevin Kev Talking Sports. I am Kev. And I am back to four and one, Kev. Oh, four and one, baby. We are back. Yeah, that felt good. We needed it. But but really, Kev, we're better than four and one. We were six and one. Yeah, you follow all the extras that we threw out there last week. We uh we really nailed it. We're we're starting to catch a stride here, I think, in October. Yeah. I mean, it was a great week. And part of what was so great, I mean, we did go four and one on our official, you know, the five picks that we give out. We also put the Vikings out there. We put the Patriots out there as kind of bonus picks. So six and one total. But what was so great about last week is not just that the picks were correct, but most of them, they were so easy. I mean, these Mm. were the kind of like we had the Jets. I mean, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Nobody seven and a half points and they won by 18, you know, so, and the giants outright winners, Falcons outright winners. Mm -hmm. So it was the kind of week where you just sort of sit back and enjoy watching the picks roll in. Now we had the bills, which, you know, you had to sweat that one out till the end. Yeah. But man, I mean, the last few weeks have just been a struggle and the record for us has not been great, but then just watching the games has been so tense. Also, you know, we're sweating out these games to just <laughs> try to get back to 500, you know? Yeah. So we needed a week like last week where it, things just felt good. I, you know, our analysis of those games I thought was spot on. And uh, the only little trip up was the stinking Cowboys mm. who, who had, I mean, they were there. That field goal, 59-yarder, just sailed right, wide right, or we would have had a perfect weekend. So. Yep. Yep, would have been perfect, but uh, it still felt pretty good getting back. So where do we stand now, Kev? You want to kind of go over the, the yeah, totals we're, real quick? we're 30 games into the season, and we've got 16 wins, 13 losses, and one tie. So that puts us, by my calculation, around 53%. So our goal, of course, is 60%. We're not quite there, but we're moving back in the right direction and I'm confident in our process that we're going to keep moving that way. Yeah, I totally agree. I think last week just validated the process. We had some, some pretty clear themes and ideas that, that we were, that we were kind of pushing. And so we, last week we emphasized underdogs, home teams and hot teams, you know, teams that were on a streak either against the spread or even outright. And that led us in particular to the Giants and the Falcons who met all three criteria and all Mm -hmm. both of them ended up winning outright, as I mentioned. So, so it was really cool to kind of see the thought process play out. And it just, again, it validated, you know, some of the things that we've been talking about now, as it happens this week, there aren't too many teams that fit all of those criteria. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to stretch ourselves a little bit and, I think just heading into these picks, our feeling is that this is kind of a tough week to pick. You know, we'll see how things turn out. Hopefully we can hit that 60% or better. But, you know, as you look at things, our our general feeling is there's a lot of games that it looks like the number is pretty accurate and uh, we'll, we'll see how things go. Yeah, I think when we did the live stream on Wednesday this week, my mind was in a different place on a lot of the games that we're going to end up picking today. So that means to me, it signals that 
it's a difficult week, but that's, a, you know, I, th I think, again, the process is working. I'm, I'm going to trust it against some games that I normally wouldn't, but I'm convinced mm -hmm. that you were right on a couple of things that you mentioned on the live stream. And they also fit with our, our perspective on how these things are working. So, uh, I mean, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah. Well, let's get into, I think one of the things we were going to do, and we've now done this for a, a couple of weeks in a row and I like it. I mean, it feels like a little bit of a break from our, our custom. We're talking about a few games that are not among our official picks. I mentioned last week, you know, we, we put the Vikings and the Patriots out there kind of as pick number six and pick number seven. So we wanted to talk about just very quickly, a couple of games that are not in our top five, but we had a lot of conversation sort of off the record about these games and uh, just want to kind of put some thoughts out there. And so you all as listeners can make up your own minds. If you hear anything in here that kind of convinces you one way or another, um, then by all means, go with it. I wanted to mention, Kev, we talked a lot about this phenomenon of double digit home dogs. Mm -hmm. And this is an homage to our friend, Billy, friend of the show, who the double digit home dogs is one of his favorite themes. This is the first double-digit home dog of the season. Here we are in yeah. week seven, and we have yeah. the first one. It's the Panthers at home. You know, the official number for us is getting 11 from the from Tampa Bay, but now they've traded away their best player, <laughs> <laughs> CMC. So the, the line now is like 13 or 13 and a half. The thing with these home dogs – as Billy always says, it, it's a leap of faith. You know, the only way you're going to wind up with a double digit home dog is it's a shaky team and they're playing a good team. Yeah. Right. And so now you have the Panthers, clearly a shaky team. CMC is out playing the Buccaneers. But my feeling on this one is the Buccaneers are sort of still overvalued, overrated. I mean, this is a team that has real struggles. So for them to beat anybody by 13 or 14 points is just kind of a stretch. So yeah. we couldn't come to a consensus on that one, but I'm just putting it out there as a, kind of a vibe. Yeah, I think uh, I'm just not quite ready to commit to the to the to the double digit dog yet. But it, it's it, it's good that we're putting it on our watch list because these things are going to start happening more and more as the season goes on. Right. The, the mm -hmm. bad teams are going to identify themselves. And the good teams are going to identify themselves. And in November and December, we're going to see probably this is a constant theme. We're going to probably have weeks where there's multiple double-digit home dogs, I would guess. Yeah. Right. So you know, we'll see. I, I'm glad we're putting this on the list. I'm just I'm just not ready to pull the trigger. I would probably yeah. I would probably lean Bucks if it's only minus eleven. But maybe you know I see the trend going to the Panthers here, so I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. um, just I'm not ready yet. So. Yeah. Well, let's just mention real quick. There were a cluster of other games that are kind of similar. We had three road dogs that we were looking at uh, the Steelers at the dolphins. They're catching seven points. The Seahawks oh. at the chargers yeah. getting six and a half. And then the Colts at the Titans getting two and a half. Did you want to just say a little something about any or, or each of those games just real yeah. quick? Yeah, it's interesting. The Dolphins and the Steelers game, I, I I mean, I don't have a lot of data to back it up, but I kind of just like the Steelers for what they showed against the Bucks. It showed a lot of heart here, right? Mm -hmm. Dolphins seem to be a mess. 
And I just I anticipate this being a high scoring game. Like I I think the the Steelers start getting things untracked because the Dolphins defense is a mess. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Dolphins, of course, are going to get theirs and the Dol- Steelers defense isn't much better, if at all. But I, do, I don't know. I think it's going to be a sort of a shootout kind of game, maybe a 28-27 or 28-24 kind of game. Yeah. Steelers may not win, but seven's a lot of points to give to a, a well-coached, good team that seems to maybe, like you said. Now, remember, you said they may not may lose the next nine. Well, they already won the first one of that. Yeah, nine. I know. <laughs> so this is another chance for them to win one of those games that you thought they might lose easily. So Well, it just reinforces my hunch that I should stay away from picking my favorite teams. You know, Steelers and the Saints. Listen, you stay away from the Jags. I'll yeah. stay away from the Steelers and the Saints because clearly until they deserve, uh, right? Until yeah, I'm sort it's of fine blinded. to pick them, but yeah, both of all of our teams are sort of in a quagmire right now, so. Yeah. But this is another game that plays into one of the themes of the week, which is, you know, injured quarterbacks coming back. And you have Tua coming back for the Dolphins, you have Mac Jones coming back for the Patriots, and you have Dak yeah. coming back for the Cowboys. And we're going to talk about those games a little bit. I wonder you know, I think the the sentiment out there in the world is these quarterbacks are going to come back and just they're all going to blow the roof off the, the joint and their teams are magically going to be at their peak. My hunch is sometimes, you know, a quarter coming back, a quarterback coming back off an injury, there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. Like, I'm not sure those teams are going to fire on all cylinders. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that because we do have, spoiler alert, we do have the Cowboys <laughs> and the Patriots are among the, the other games we're going to look at. Seahawks, Chargers, Colts, Titans? Well, I think earlier in the week you were on the Colts and I was not, but I've, I've looked into it a little more. I'm, I'm kind of more on the Colts now. You know, it's not one of our top five picks, but I like the Colts to get the revenge against the Titans. I think you uh, pointed that out to me how they acted against the Jags last week. That was a an impressive performance. Another double digit blown loss for the Jags. I think the Jags yeah. and Jags and Ravens are both leading the league with ten point leads that they ended up losing. So Yeah, that's crazy. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, the Colts Colts are a well coached team and uh I think they do this every year. Mm-hmm. And I think they're gonna get it. I think they're gonna get it this weekend. Yeah. Well, and you like the, the division, you know, in division yeah. road team is kind of a theme for you in division. I'm road dog, bit, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit anxious about this guy. You know, I am on the Colts, but it's sort of a mild lean just because these are two similar sorts of teams. They're both, they started out rough. They're both kind of finding their groove. Yeah. You could say the same thing about the Titans, you know, well-coached team and, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm leaning yeah. Colts here. I do think that it's a revenge game for them. So they might have a little something extra. And they're getting but, Jonathan um, Taylor back and they're getting Naheem Hines, maybe even. Well, Deion Jackson emerged as a great back. So yeah. they seem to be getting healthy at the right time, maybe moving in the right direction. Yeah. And then the Seahawks Chargers. I mean, that's to me, it's almost more a function of the Chargers, mm-hmm. which as a reminder, that's my Super Bowl pick. I'm so ticked off at their coach and just the way they, you know, (laughs) there's so much talent on that team and you just watch them like they should be blowing teams out and every game, it it just feels like they fumble around and, you know, they love to go for it on fourth down, of course. But when they don't get it, it just puts them in such a bad situation defensively. So 
And the Seahawks have been kind of a pleasant surprise. You know, I was really down on them in the off season. That's another, they've been a, they're well-coached team and just tough, scrappy, hang in there. So six and a half points just feels like a lot there. Until proven otherwise, the Chargers are on the do not pick list, right? I mean, yeah, just can't trust them. But I mean, Seahawks give up a ton of yards passing. This could be like Justin Herbert's re- return to glory. Plus Keenan Allen's back. It could. Could be just so it's good that we're keeping them off too until they prove something to us. Might be the end of this little run for the Seahawks. Yeah. Even though I would lean Seahawks right now, but I'm just guessing things are going to change for both of these teams pretty soon. Well, and on that note, I think one of the themes we've been trying to stick with is, you know, go with the trend Mm -hmm. until proven otherwise. You're exactly right. This could be the week that the Chargers, you know, break out. Yeah. But, you know, we're trying to kind of stick with what we've seen and what we know as opposed to, oh, they're due, you know, to do whatever. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's start to get into some of our actual picks and then we'll mix in some trivia as well. But why don't you start with your pick of the week? Okay. And then we'll get a trivia question out there. Well, I mean, I'm I'm happy you allowed me to snag this pick of the week because it's our it's the hottest team in the NFL spread wise. The, the the Falcons still getting six points. I mean, people just never learn, right? Six points on the road, yeah, at at uh, Cincinnati. I mean, they have proven that they can play with anybody. I mean, they handled the 49ers, yep. right? I mean, they just they're, – they're a running first team. They have all these different uh, variations of how to move the ball across the line of scrimmage by foot. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the Saints just ripped up the Bengals last week for 250 yards rushing. <laughs> how are they going to suddenly stop the Falcons, who are the scrappiest – fighting his team in the, in the league right now. So, right. And Mariota was the player of the week, which is bizarre because he, he was like 12 <laughs> of 14 passing for 150 yards or something yeah, like that. But, but they, they will confound, they will confound the defenses with, uh, with their running attack. And he actually yeah. drew a roughing the passer penalty too. I don't know if you saw that, but it was kind of a key play. Yeah. So he only yeah. dropped back like 15 times and, you know, all of them were effective. So. Well, uh, I, I'm definitely with you on this one. And it plays into, so two out of three of our themes, you know, the underdog and the hot team. And they are both of those for sure. Now we would love it if they were at home, but they're on the road here. But I think when we're talking about these trends and, you know, going with the trend, the Falcons are the hottest team out there. They, they're they perfect against the spread this year. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals have been sort of floundering. Now, the temptation is to say, well, we know the Bengals, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Joe Burrow, great offense. You know, they're going to get things rolling. They're going to blow somebody out. But let's go with the trend. Let's go with what we've seen up to this mm-hmm. point, yeah. which is not that. You know, the Bengals are kind of struggling and floundering. They're letting teams stick. They're certainly not blowing anybody out. Yeah. And the Falcons are the hotter team. So I'm totally with you on that one. Yeah, I think Bengals will probably put up some big points, but so will the Falcons. So, yeah, you know, another 28-24 kind of game. Like it. All right, let's All let's right. see if we can keep that one going. Who you got? Who's your pick of the week? Well, do we want a pick of the week or do we want a trivia real quick? Oh, okay, we can do trivia. You want me to do one or you got one? I, I have, Mine's a quickie, so let me just throw mine out there. And you might <laughs> have heard this one, um, you know, floating around over the course of the week. And, um, 
we've talked a fair amount about some of these themes in some of our other episodes. So you might, you might be on this one, but you know, here we are week six. I think there's been a lot of talk about how there's only 10 teams in the NFL right now with winning records and, you know, 14 (coughs) teams make the playoffs. So there's at least four teams right now that are 500 or worse that are going to make the playoffs. And of course there could be more than that. Mm. So the question is, what was the last team to start the season three and three or worse six weeks in to go on to win the Super Bowl? Oh, okay. All right. So we've we've had some conversation over some of our episodes about, you know, kind of wild card teams winning the Super Bowl, slow starting teams. So we're kind of in that same vein, but um, I'm going to put that one out there for you and let's see what what you got. 10-4. Uh, not now. Not now. We'll we'll answer it in a in a minute. In a minute. After you give us your pick of the week. My pick of the week. Okay, so my favorite of the remaining games we're going to talk about is the Patriots over the Bears on Monday night. The home team on Monday night, we talked about this last week, is another one of those trends. Historically, it's a very good betting trend. We've seen a couple of underdogs pull it out this season, but the home team tends to be good. You're also talking about Bill Belichick in prime time. You know, he he does not typically underperform in these kind of situations. And correct. Games. Correct. The Patriots have been rolling. And then you got the Bears coming in. And for their part, I mean, is there a more kind of dysfunctional team out there right now than the Bears? I mean, they're just floundering all over the place you kind of look at this and and i don't see how the bears stay in this game now it's the nfl anything can happen and seven and a half is kind of a lot of points to be giving up but of all the remaining games i think my confidence is highest you know take bill belichick at home monday night against a pretty awful team in the bears and uh hopefully they come through yeah, I, li- I like the pick. Um, my only concern is the Bears can run it, and the Patriots don't have a great run defense this year. But Patriots offense is is doing fine, which is a little reverse trend of of recent history. But uh, <clears throat> I uh, they've been doing great. Well, on that note, I mean, what do you think about Mac Jones coming back? This is another one where I'm almost a little nervous about Mac Jones coming back. Yeah, I was never a big Mac. Like, he got so much love last year, but it was really the defense and the coaching that was carrying them. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing against that. Like, that's fine. Mac Jones was a rookie, and he did what he was supposed to do. But he was, it doesn't mean he's a great quarterback yet. Yeah. And but Bailey Zappi has been tremendous. Yeah, he just filled in perfectly. He said, you know, yeah. this is a system stuff that I can, I can do that. And he did it, mm-hmm. which is great. So, you know, Mac Jones will come back and do it also. There's no problem. I don't see much of a drop-off or yeah. – or increase either way. So love the Patriots. They have the consistency. They're well coached. They're at home. It's Monday night. It's going to be kind of an obliteration, I think. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on the, on the old Patriots. Good. Hopefully they All bring right. us home the fifth and final of our five pack there. That's right. It's always nice to have a Monday night winner. So sock that one away for the listeners. So, um, all right, well, you want to ask me a trivia question and then we'll, yeah, get to another pick. I was trying to think of a theme for my th- trivia, and you know, offense seems to be down this year, right? I mean, in in recent years, quarterbacks have just been exploding past all these barriers, yards 
passing per season and so forth. And of course, we all know the first quarterback to get 5,000 yards in a season was Dan Fouts. Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the old 85, 84 season. Sorry. Yeah. But, you know, extra game and all this passing, people are wondering if 6,000 is within reach. Well, the way things are going this year, no one's going to get 5,000. So mm-hmm. seems like we're retracting. But so I, I wanted to go back and see who was the first quarterback. This is your question. Who was the first quarterback to pass for 4,000 yards in a season? And what Ooh. year was it? Oh, boy. It's a specific question, but it's a name you would know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting just to look back and at that kind of stuff, I think. So hopefully you don't think that's too obtuse, but or too specific. No, no, no. It's, it's a good no, thing. No, to... I'm, I'm going to have to rummage yeah. around. I'm going to rattle through the, the junk in the back of my brain here and see what I can <laughs> right. come up with. Right. I mean, you, well, you might have recalled that for some reason at some other point. So, okay. Yeah. Well, All right. Save that I'll, one. I'll think, yeah, I'll think on that. You think True. on the other one. Yeah. Let's There's get to thing. another, let's get to another game here. Okay. Let's do the other favorite on our board. You want to do that? The Raiders. Yeah. So, so again, we're kind of cutting against our theme of looking for underdogs, but as we've noted, we're kind of limited in the, in the number of sort of perfect games that are out there this week. So the Raiders, this is a similar vibe to the Patriots. I think, you know, you've got a, a home team, they're given seven, Texans come in there. I mean, they've just been sort of dysfunctional, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think do they have the worst? That one of the worst records in the league. I think these are two of the worst. Um, which leads to my concern about the Raiders. We are kind of breaking away a little bit and saying the Raiders are just better than that record indicates. You know, um, they've had a number of fluky games this year that they were ahead and then they just lost at the end. So it's a team that can put up points. If you're given seven, you know, you need to score. So I got this one like a 31 to 16 kind of game. I just think you have a team in the Raiders that they're, they're back at home, you know, let them score their 30 points or so. And then the Texans come in and just struggle. Yeah. Well, I, I sat in the blistering sun a couple of weeks ago and watched the Texans beat my Jaguars at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> such a frustrating game. The Texans play that cover two soft shell like just take little dump passes over the middle and all that kind of stuff and that's their game plan like just bend and don't break and it worked against the jags it hasn't worked against anybody else very well uh it frustrated herbert a little bit when they played the the chargers but chargers covered in in houston by 10 Mm -hmm. raiders are at home raiders gotta win I don't, I don't yeah. think picking the Raiders as a favorite here cuts against any narrative, though. I think this game just fits neatly as an outlier where the favorite should just blow them out. I mean, mm-hmm. the Texans are not talented. They have a quarterback who had a decent rookie season who seems to have regressed. Now, the only thing going for the Texans right now is Damian Pierce is doing very well. The Raiders yeah. are susceptible a little bit to the run, but I don't think that's going to carry the day. He might get a touchdown and he might have 100 yards. At most, that puts the Texans around 13 or 14 points. And the Raiders are just not, you know, they have they are running the ball well. Josh Jacobs is having a resurgence. Mm-hmm. And Derek Carr is playing very well. And Devontae Adams is going to be able to destroy this soft, 
Now, that's something yeah. the Jags didn't have. They didn't have a Devontae Adams. Well, the Raiders are going to use him well. Both teams coming off the bye, I think, too. So, yeah, it should be, a, you know, first half I can see that it being close, but I think the Raiders blow him out in the second half. And I'm happy to take the favorite here. Was it seven? Is that seven we're given? We are given seven. And the Patriots are given eight. All right. So we're given eight there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, my suspicion is you're going to do pretty well on the the trivia question that I asked you just because we've had several conversations, but what yeah. was the last team to start three and three or worse after six weeks in the season to go on to win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl. This is like the opposite of what I asked last week when I said, who is the last remaining undefeated team that's right <laughs> to actually go on and win because the eagles are still undefeated now yeah based on prior conversations i would have to go with one of those giants teams but maybe somebody did it since then i don't i don't know you're you're in the right time frame oh okay but it's not the giants oh okay so it's around the late 2000s uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right. Remember, we talked about this when I talked about sort of wild card team. There was a run of like three uh, in a row. Green Bay? No. Uh, Green yeah, Bay? Green Bay. Yeah. To yep. 2010 or 11 or whatever? 2010 to 11. Yeah. Started the year three and three. And what are they now? They're three and three. Three and three. Oh, boy. There's a theme. Yeah, I w- I'm not writing off the Packers. I think they're going to, yeah, we didn't even talk about that game, but. I think they're going to beat the commanders pretty well this week. Plus a quarterback change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the Packers, I think you're right that of these sort of struggling teams that people had high hopes for, I think the Packers are one that will write the ship at some point, you know, those wide receivers are going to start to click and Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. So I think they will start to get back on track, but that's not one of our, official picks for the week right we're, we're so, putting out like 10 picks this week <laughs> i know we're, this is getting a little crazy we're feeling um, it now so, boys. Yeah, anyway yeah. it was the packers 2010 to 11 before that it was the patriots the first tom brady patriots back in 2001 and two and the other team that started three and three or worse was the 1980 oakland raiders wow okay <laughs> going back all right. Well, why don't we do another, let's do another game here and then we'll get to your trivia question. So why don't you start off here on the, uh, the Browns? Oh, the Brownies. Yeah. So I was like, I've been looking at them in the last couple of days. Browns are at uh, Baltimore and they're getting six points. I'm kind of thinking the Browns are like our little AFC Falcons, you know, they, they have been in a lot of close games and uh, they're only three and three against the spread, but you know, against they blew that game against the Jets that they should have won. But they played the Chargers tight. They played, uh, you know, they played a bunch of close games. And they played running teams well. They played passing teams well. It's like they've been they've been uh, tested a lot of different ways. They're not a good team, but they're another sort of, you know, behind-the-scenes scrappy team. And they can run it, right? They can run it. Oh, yeah. Ravens. Just gave up a ton of running yards to the Giants, especially in the fourth quarter. The Giants didn't abandon the run. Uh, it shows me that the Browns can, no matter how far down there, they can probably backdoor cover at worst. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to win the game, but Ravens are the, the team that have given up the most double-digit leads this year. They'll probably win with a Justin Tucker field goal. I say that every week. But 
Yeah. You know, six points is too many. Home, let's see, road, divisional, dog. Give me the Browns. Yeah. No, that, and and I'm glad you brought that up right at the end because I was going to say the same thing. This is one of your um, division opponents on the road, which is a theme that you like. Mm-hmm. And this division in particular, AFC North, these games are almost always field goal games. Yeah. And I think we kind of fool ourselves you know, season after season, we fool ourselves into thinking that one team or another is just going to be better. It's like the old Raven Steelers, you know, rivalry game. Those games are always close. And so I, I completely agree with all of your analysis there. I think at the end of the day, the Ravens probably are the better all around team. They probably will win, but man, I mean, the Browns in that running game, you got to figure they can keep it close. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm thinking this is probably a field goal type game or, you know, Ravens hold on and win by four or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, so your trivia question, I have to tell you, I've been a little distracted over our last game or two because I'm trying to think <laughs> of a 4,000 yard pass. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, is it Len Dawson? That's not a bad guess. Uh, no, it's not Len Dawson. So... Joe Namath. Joe Namath is the exact correct answer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did not realize he had, like, I've always thought of him as more of like a 2,500 yard passer. Yeah. He, he wow. had, this is an interesting stat. He had in 1967, 4,007 yards passing. So first guy to go over 4,000. Yeah. He had 26 touchdown passes. Guess how many interceptions he had? <laughs> 26. 28. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it was a different world back then, but imagine how many times you got to throw the ball to get that many touchdowns. And it, and it was only a 14-game season. So he was kind of like the Dan Marino of his age. I mean, people loved him because he just threw it all over the place. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like the ball was bigger back then? Like it was just a – Oh yeah. That or their hands were smaller and they were smaller physically, but it just, you watch some of those old films and they're just chucking around this giant football, which I would think it was a little harder to control. Could be. I mean, guys these days are pretty massive. Like there weren't six, seven guys at all. And now there's six, seven all over the place. So. Right. Yeah. 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 The ball just looks tiny in their hands, but but speaking of tiny hands that are going to struggle to hold on to the ball, I think this gives us a nice transition (laughs) <laughs> of our last pick of the week which is the lions Ooh, I'm, well I'm, done. Sensing, I'm sensing a strong kind of thing we've got these road dogs so the lions at the cowboys and this is the one we have been on the cowboys we have picked them now several weeks in a row for a while there they fit all of our criteria they were a hot team they were underdogs a couple times just sort of under respected with um, cooper rush at quarterback Mm-hmm. And now Dak rides back in to save the day. They're coming off that big loss against the Eagles. Everybody thinks Dak's coming back and the Cowboys are just going to be throwing it all over the place and racking it up and scoring a million points. I have my concerns about Dak. Now, I mentioned to you a couple times already, the last time we saw Dak, he was throwing interceptions left and right you know, in that week one mm-hmm. where they looked terrible and he looked terrible. Yeah. So even without the injury, you bring Dak back into this equation. And 
I wasn't happy with what we saw when Dak was in there before. I wonder about an injury like this. You know, it's a, it's a thumb thing. He's got to grip that ball. I could see him either just sort of losing control of a pass here and there, or if he gets hit on the hand, you know, is he going to fumble? Like if, if somebody mm-hmm. you know, gets that strip set <clears throat> kind of motion, I just don't have confidence in the Cowboys racking up, you know, a lot of points and a big win. And then from the lion's perspective, I think this is a team where we're, we may be overreacting to that last um, shutout loss against the Patriots. You know, now they're coming off a bye. They've got a bunch of guys who are coming back healthy before that game. They were the most prolific team in the league and our discussions kept revolving around. Well, here they are again. They're always close, but they lose. They're always close, but they lose. Well, listen, they're getting seven points here. We'll take it if they're close and they lose in this game. Give us a 28-24, 27-24, even if the Cowboys win. I think that's that's the kind of game we're looking at here. I mean, you're right. When you say overreaction and, and all those early – I was I was one of those guys early in the week. Of course, I told you I didn't put any effort into studying on, on up until like yesterday. But uh, on Wednesday, I was all over the Cowboys crushing, right? And it's not because of Dak. Like, I don't care who the quarterback is. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize is the Lions had so many people out, and now they're getting them all back after a bye week. And their offensive line is probably maybe the best. Them and the Eagles have the mm-hmm. top two offensive lines in the league. Lions played the Eagles to a field goal, right? Now, they were home for that game, but now they're on the road to the Cowboys. Cowboys are a little deflated from last week. And I think you're right about Dak coming back. Like, you know, just because he's Dak, he hasn't played in five weeks and he's yeah. got a bionic thumb with screws in it and everything. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? So I, I'm with you hundred percent. I was not with you earlier in the week. I flipped my mind on that. I'm, I'm proud to say that the Cowboys there you go. giving seven is way too many points. I mean, they should be like a two or three point favorite, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and you mentioned the Eagles. I mean, what happened to the Cowboys against the Eagles? You know, they, they kind mm-hmm. of met their match there against that offensive line and that running yeah. game. And they got pushed around, yeah. Yeah, the Lions are a similar kind of team. I, I think the the difference is that the Lions' defense is not great. And so, in theory, the Cowboys really could rack up a big total here. That's what teams have done against the Lions. But I just feel like there, yeah. there's enough uncertainty there with Dak. I think we're going to see a turnover or two because, again, that's what he was doing when he was healthy yeah. in week one. Yeah. We'll see if they, if he plays a clean game, then I think you might, the Cowboys might just cover. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. I think the lions are going to get a turnover to a short field here and there, and their offense is good enough to keep them in it the rest of the way. Yeah. I'll tell you one more thing about the the lions. They have struggled on defense and their number one pick Aiden Hutchinson has been not very good. They're actually talking about reassigning him to a different position, which is like, wow, already mm. seven games in they're, not too yeah. happy with him. He's just a small guy, right? They're putting him in a spot where they need some run stuffing ability. He doesn't seem to have that. So, yeah, they're they're mixing things up on defense. That you know, look, Dak may have a decent day, but I think you're right. He'll make enough mistakes to keep the Lions in it. If the Lions win, would you be surprised? No. Yeah. Heck no. It could happen. Yeah. No. I started out the week saying they were they were going to win. I've kind of backed off of that a little bit, but no, I would not be shocked at all. I just, I feel like this is another kind of game where 
when we're thinking about, you know, making picks and handicapping these things, there, there's, uh, there's like an emotional side to it and a psychological side to it. And I think everybody's just feeling like the Cowboys, Dak's going to be mm-hmm. back and they're just going to roll. Yeah. And I just feel like that sentiment is overplayed and it's kind of built into the line. You know, the, the line is a function of the guys in Vegas predicting what people are feeling and thinking out there. It's not really yeah, you're right. trying to pick the winner right. on the field. They're thinking, well, what are people thinking out there? And there's Where, the mindset is yeah. the Cowboys are going to roll. Yep. That's right. And that's, that's a proven money maker. You know, when the giants are really good, you know, the, the, the population centers mm-hmm. will, will put more money into the, into the system than they should on when lines are a certain way. So, yeah, they're trying to generate that money flow. So, and the Cowboys yeah. are the number one team. So, yeah, everybody thinks, oh, seven. There should be more. They're so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm with All you. Right. Let's well, go to the I, li- I like the fact that we we have tapped into the Vegas system. We've got, we got <laughs> it figured out here. All right, so fingers crossed that that one works out for us. But, well, let's just recap. I mean, we put out a bunch of picks at the beginning of this thing. I'm not going to go back through all of those. Um, yeah, just the thought. I don't, right? don't want to overemphasize it, but if you all are swayed by something we said in those early um, picks, then go with it. But our official picks for the week, Kev, your pick of the week is? I got the Falcons plus six at the Bengals. Falcons plus six. Very good. So I've got the Patriots. Now we clarify this is actually, they're given eight. Given eight. For our official number on Monday night. So Patriots given eight. Then we have the Raiders giving seven. That's our other favorite. And then we have two road dogs, the Browns getting six and the Lions getting seven. Yep. So let's let's go, Dak. <clears throat> give me give me two interceptions against the Lions. I'll be happy. He can do it. Yo, he's he is more than capable of throwing a couple of picks. Yeah, man. I like our I like our slate. We're uh looking for another four and one at least. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. We had a great week last week. That was uh that was a lot of fun. It's always nice to see things kind of roll in easily. And uh, again, if anybody, uh, we've got new listeners out there, tune in on Wednesday nights. We've been doing a live stream on Twitch, K&K Picks. <clears throat> and um, follow us on Twitter. That's Kevin Kev Picks, right? Kevin Kev Picks. On well, Twitter. it's just, you can go Kevin Kev, but we're at Kevin Kev Picks. Yeah, so. Well, good luck for this week. And... We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, everybody. Kev out. Kev out.